You're listening to Breathe, Focus, Repeat, a podcast about business ownership. I'm Brooke Monahan. I help business owners simplify their work so they can breathe and focus on what they love about their businesses. I wasn't always out here working for myself. In fact, my business is brand new. And I'm here to tell you the story about what it's like to start from scratch while I'm doing it. Why? Because I think the stories we hear about what it takes to make it happen for yourself have done us all a massive disservice. So here I am, not a multimillionaire looking back on my success, but as a solopreneur right in the thick of it. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of Breathe, Focus, Repeat. Um, I am recording unexpectedly today, which I'm hoping is going to become a regular thing because my goal with this is to really kind of um, be really honest and transparent and not have super structured, scripted episodes because the point of what I really want to do is talk about what it is actually like being a new business owner. And I decided to record this podcast today, even though it was not on my schedule, because I have been going through some stuff over the past week that I think is important to share. And so here I am because I'm ready to say it. So I wanted to talk today about now initially, like what I had planned to talk about today was goaling and goal setting and how I actually planned to open my business, which I am going to talk about because I think that it's something that people really want to know, like what specifically did I do to make the plans to quit my full-time job and start working for myself. But there's a bigger thing going on that I think is really important to use to preface all of that talk about goal setting. And so I'm going to tell you what has been going on with me for the past couple of weeks. So I'm finding myself getting into, or I was finding myself getting into a pattern, which was I would wake up and immediately get on my computer and start working. And oftentimes that would start with social media, which I know is really bad for my mental health. Like I know that that is not something that ever is good for me, but I would do it anyways because I have, I tend to work best in the morning. And a lot of times the things that I want to post on social media are things that require a little bit more like creativity, not that they're like groundbreaking or anything, but requires a little bit more creativity and just like an ability to open up a little bit more. And I find that easier to do in the morning. And doing is I was getting up in the morning, starting to work at maybe like seven o'clock and then like literally just working until I couldn't. And I would do that cyclically like all day so I would like work until I was forced to go and like take a shower and you know wash my hair because I was gonna have like a client call or until I had to leave the house to go and walk a dog because I do have a dog walking business that I also have on the side of my consulting business um which is actually right now like one of my most steady forms of income so so I was working until I I could not and so sometimes it would be I would be interrupted by something like that sometimes I would just get to the point where I was like so disgusted with what I was doing that I just I had to stop or I would realize that I hadn't eaten in like way too long which if anyone is listening to this who knows me like they know that I eat constantly so like for me to be working through hunger is like bizarre like something is going on there and so then 
to kind of set boundaries for myself because I, my thought was, well, I'm working all day. And so like, I have so much work to do. And that's so great because, you know, I'm working full time. And so that has to be a good thing. I must be doing things right. Um, but then I'm going to set boundaries because that's also a good thing is to, to set boundaries for yourself. And so I'm not going to work on the weekends. And so Saturday will roll around and I will consistently feel like absolute shit, like shit about myself. Um, I kind of go through the week with like a, a feeling of low grade anxiety all the time that on the weekend turns to almost like more of a feeling of depression. Um, and all of a sudden there would be a lot of voices that in my mind, like a lot of my inner critic voices that would get very, very loud and it would be very difficult. And it is very difficult to quiet them when I am not working nonstop. And so I realized this Saturday while I was just feeling like shit about myself and about my situation and about you know, just like shit in general, I think that I have started to uncover what is going on. So I have realized that over the course of the past month, because I have now been working for myself for four weeks, I have really changed my goals. So these are not goals that I have written down, but these are things that are just in my mind. So when I first quit working full time and started working for myself, my goal was to just be self-employed. That is what I wanted for a long time. And you guys heard about that on the first episode. If you didn't listen to the first episode, I would because it would probably give you a lot more context here. But that was my goal. And over the past four weeks, I have been doing that and what has happened is now I'm looking to all of the next things and I'm thinking about the potential for my business. And I'm looking at other people who have similar businesses and what they're doing and how successful they are or how successful they say they are because everybody on the internet is showing you how wonderful their life is and how successful they are and how they're making more money than ever and you need to pay them so that they can show you how to do it. And I'm comparing myself to that, which I think we all do. You might not have a business and you might not be doing it professionally, or maybe you don't have a business and so you're not doing it in that sense, but you are doing it professionally and that you're looking at other people's careers or you're looking at, you know, what other people are doing on paper and you're comparing what you're doing on paper to what they're doing and stacking yourself up. And if you're not doing it that way, you are probably doing it in some way, especially on social media, just comparing your life and just how much fun people are having, or if someone gets to travel all the time, or, you know, we all compare our lives to other people's lives. And what has started to happen is my goals have shifted to, I don't want to just be self-employed. I want to have a booming, successful business. And even though I know in my mind, intellectually, I know that I cannot build that in four weeks. I am now beating myself up internally for not being there yet. Things like I should have started this earlier. If only I had started this earlier, then I would already be there. And like you didn't start earlier, so you missed your chance. And, you know, now you've waited too long and 
you don't have the ability to do that. Just lots of voices in my mind that are telling me about all of the mistakes that I'm making. And the other thing that they're telling me is about how my business and my branding and what I am doing is not enough. So I want to then respond to that by making it enough, by doing all of that shit that all of those other successful consultants and coaches and online business owners have and just make all of that happen right now. So my website needs to be perfect. I need to come up with whatever my free resources are going to be so that people will go on my website and then give me their email so that I can send them the free thing and then I can build my email list because that's how everyone does it. So that must be the way that I need to do it. Um, I need to come up with a course because people don't make money doing this by, you know, just having one-on-one clients. They all have courses and like, what is my course idea going to be? And, you know, I don't have a sales funnel that's like perfect and just like all of these things that everybody is telling you on the internet you need to do. And I am now interpreting those messages as, holy shit, I need to do everything right now it is not done and so therefore I am failing and the only way to get it done is to work non-stop around the clock because if I work really 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 hard all the time then I'll be able to get it all done and then that is how I will get there and so I am working constantly in an effort to control the situation and to control the future of my business and in doing that I am burning myself out, but more importantly, I am not aware of all of the value that is around me in this process. I was going through that pattern of overworking myself, feeling burned out, trying to give myself a break, feeling really, really, really shitty while I was giving myself that break, and then having a very, very difficult time just sitting still and not working. And What happened was I then became angry. So I started to look back at all of the work that I was doing throughout the week and I was feeling like it wasn't paying off. And then I was looking at relationships that I had um, with certain people or certain clients that I had and feeling like I was not valued um, in certain situations and it started to make me feel crappy. And then I had this whole schedule planned out for myself for this whole week of everything that I was going to do to, you know, be successful this week and get all of this shit done. And yesterday, which was Monday, I'm recording this on Tuesday. So yesterday, a couple of things happened that kind of fucked up my whole schedule for today. And I was really pissed. Like that was kind of what started this whole thing. And nothing was in my control. Nothing, looking back on it, was a malicious act by anyone. I was just having a lot of feelings that were coming out as me being angry, feeling undervalued, and feeling like all of the work that I was putting in was for nothing. And ultimately, that I was doing all of this, but that I was failing. And I started to really not trust myself. I started to feel like, you know, maybe this is all 
just going to be for nothing because I'm just going to ultimately quit anyways like I always used to like all of those things started to come back and so I told some friends about it so I have a Marco Polo group I don't know if any of you guys have ever used Marco Polo but I would highly recommend it if you're trying to keep in touch with people who your schedules are very different and you have a hard time connecting and I had recorded myself on this group so basically you record a video message it goes into the group people can watch it whenever they have a chance to and then they just respond with another video recording so it's almost like snapchat but it's better so I had told my friends about this told them out loud, you know, I'm, I'm working constantly and then I'm just burning myself out and then I feel like shit when I'm not working. And, you know, I, I think that I'm just trying to control the situation and I just am, you know, trying to control my future. And I'm judging myself for not having already achieved all of those things that I think might be possible for my business, you know, maybe like five years from now. And I went through all, that was in the morning yesterday, I went through all day yesterday just feeling like that feeling of crappiness had kind of turned to anger at that point, which I already touched on. And then last night, one of my friends responded and it kind of kicked, it, it shifted something in my head that really made me realize what I was doing to myself. She brought up the fact that we are so inclined to constantly be thinking about goals. We are really inclined to be thinking about black and white outcomes to our work. And when we get those black and white outcomes, that means that we're successful. I also think that um, we look for those things in formulas, especially those of us who were really successful students. We went to school and we got the A's and then we graduated and then we got into college and then we went and we got the degree. And then the next step is supposed to be that you like get the dream job. And for a lot of us, if we are not willing to put ourselves into a box of a very traditional career, it doesn't work out that way. And we end up really confused and pissed off because this, the formula didn't work. The formula to success didn't work. And she had said that something that really can change the way that we think about this, and she is so right, is that we need to start looking for markers of success just in our journey. So what if what made us successful were those things that we picked up through that journey? Or what if we weren't looking at thinking about success at all? We were just simply learning to enjoy the process of doing the work. And she had mentioned, she had been listened to somebody else who had talked about this and, and they talked about how, you know, our work is oftentimes just a way of life and actually integrating that and, and having work just be a way of life that we learn how to enjoy is the best way to be successful. It's not about the outcome of your work. And this was so relevant to me because for so long, my goal was to just be self-employed and now I am here and I'm doing it. And so if there is a definition of finding success in just like a process, I feel like that is it, right? Like I am doing that thing right now. So finding the value in this process of just living this new self-employed life is really what I should be focusing on right now. And I think that what is so hard about that is that my goal is to be self-employed. I'm doing that now. But unfortunately, 
in the world of business ownership, especially um, on social media or just with online businesses, the goal that you are always told you should be reaching for is there's always a next thing. There's always that six-figure income that you're supposed to be pushing for. There's always that bigger email list. There's always that course that's going to like make you all of that money. There's always all of these things that you're supposed to be pushing for that make you successful at what you do. And so now that I am self-employed, even though I am doing the thing that was ultimately my goal all along, I am now having a very hard time just enjoying that process and just enjoying the work and making that work a part of life that I'm trying to enjoy because that thing that I have now achieved happens to be a thing where everyone is always telling you you need to be pushing for that outcome. You need to be pushing for that next thing. And it has taken over in my mind and I've had a very hard time with it over the past couple of weeks. So I want to be really transparent about that because when I say that I have been on an emotional roller coaster, um, I am being very serious. I have had some really, really rough days and then I've had some really, really high highs where I feel like, oh my God, I cannot believe how lucky I am and I cannot believe that I'm doing this. And then that inner voice comes back to me and tells me, look, you know, you think that you're doing it, but actually that's the way that it's done. You see all of these people, you see all of those people who are, you know, touting their six figure incomes and their, you know, simple solution that's going to like revolutionize your business that you can't afford. First of all, you didn't come up with that. So you're a failure. And second of all, if you can't buy that, then you're not going to have it. That is, you know, ultimately what the internet will tell you about being an entrepreneur. And so I'm struggling with that right now. But after hearing that response and really kind of digesting that and thinking about that, I realized that she was so fucking right. And it was so interesting to me that it came up at that time because it came up after a week of me working on a project of mine, which is a goal setting um, guide. It's a a spreadsheet that I've been working on that I would like to make um, available to people that allows them to set the goals for their business and then guides them into setting priorities for themselves and, um, you know, planning their time and that sort of thing. And I had been obsessing over that and I had been obsessing over my own goals and I had planned on making this podcast about goals. And then there I was faced with the idea that, you know what, like, that might be exactly why I am not getting the value out of working for myself that I had hoped for and that I probably could if I just fucking relaxed. So I woke up this morning and I was in a new mindset and I was ready to try to kind of let things be a lot easier and just enjoy and not make myself busy with shit that at the end of today wasn't going to make me more money, right? I had things planned for today that were going to make me money. I had dogs that I was going to walk. I had client um, calls set up and I had a plan for a few things that I needed to get done. But at the end of the day, the rest of that time in between that I had had jammed packed 
initially on my schedule. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a break because how important is that shit really? Is that shit that I think I need to do for the business five years from now? Or is that shit that I actually need to do for today? And the answer was, it's not shit that I need to do for today. So I was driving home. I drove my husband to um, his job today so that he could just drop a few things off. And I had the dog in the car. I figured I'd bring him for a ride before I had some things to do. He loves to go for a car ride. And I was driving home and I was like, okay, when I get home, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit down for an hour and I'm going to do this stuff before I have to leave. And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. And I pulled over into the park and I just took my dog for a walk and it was fucking beautiful and it was like exactly what I needed and I also today like posted on Instagram which I try to post every day because you know that's something that you like need to do in order to sell your business and promote your business and just be engaged with people and tell people what you do it is important but I think that in the past, I was always trying to think about how the things that I wanted to say were going to fit in with my brand and what I sell. And today I just posted like, I just wanted to tell everybody, um, you know, you're capable of a lot more than you think you are. And you probably have something that you're like amazing at. And it's understandable not to know that because it probably comes so easy to you that you don't even realize how good you are at it, but you have it. And you can learn the rest. And when you're ready, like I'll be rooting you on. That's what I posted. And when I tell you that that post got more engagement than anything that I have ever posted on Instagram ever, and it got that engagement in like an hour um, because I just wasn't fucking trying. And I was just allowing myself to just be like, you know what? Like it is what it is. I'm just enjoying my day. I'm just enjoying the process. And I'm not thinking about the goal of the followers. And I ended up getting more followers off of that post than anything I've ever posted. I went home after the park and I did not do anything that was on my list of shit to do today. I did my dishes because I did not um, do my dishes like yesterday. And I had a sink full of dishes, which generally really bothers me. And like things like that, I've just let go because I feel like the only thing that I should be doing is working on my business. And I did things around the house that like I normally would do. And I made myself like a nice lunch. I sat down, I ate slower than I normally do. And I just really was like, you know what? You need to chill the fuck out and enjoy this because the only thing that is keeping you from enjoying the fact that you have achieved your ultimate goal of 13 years is the fact that for some reason you just won't let yourself fucking enjoy it. Like snap the fuck out of it. And I have to tell you guys that um, it made a difference to my work because after that, I had probably the best client call that I've ever had. Um, like I said, I got all of that engagement on Instagram, which sounds like silly, but you know what? Unfortunately, in the world that I'm living in right now, that's important. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. And all that I had to do was just chill the fuck out. Um, and made more money today, actually, than I have in a few weeks. Like in one day, this is the most money that I actually no. in one day, this is the most money that I've ever made. So once I realized all of that on my own, and I kind of just pulled myself back and realized 
what was going on in my head and the fact that I am in control of the situation without burning myself out and the fact that I'm allowed to allow myself to enjoy this even though I'm not one of those Instagram fucking, you know, entrepreneurs. Once I realized all of that, I got in my car and I was going to a walk. I was going to go and walk this dog, which like, this is the other thing, you guys. I fucking love dogs. And I also really value just being active. Like going for walks to me is something that I love. And one of the reasons why I chose to walk dogs on the side of my business, because my dog is older now and just doesn't really like to go for walks that much. And this is the other thing is like, I do that for money now. Like thinking about the fact that I won't just let myself enjoy that. Like what the fuck? So I'm in my car and I'm going to this walk and I see that Tiffany Han, you thought I wasn't going to bring her up this episode, but guess what? I am, um, posted a new podcast and it was with Stephanie McKenna and the introduction to this podcast is like a snippet of their interview. And Stephanie McKenna says, everybody's talking about, you know, what it's like after they've already done it. And this is how you can do it. I did it. And I'm going to, you know, sell you a solution for how to do it. But actually, nobody's really talking about what it is like while they're going through it. And she was talking about the fact that she had publicly been talking about her paying off her debt on Instagram. And I was like, holy shit, because that, as you guys know, because you're listening to this podcast, is the entire point of what I am trying to do right now, to talk about this experience as it is happening. And when I heard her say it, I was suddenly able to remind myself of the value in what I am doing and the fact that, you know what? I could try to force myself to be like every other person on Instagram. I could try to force myself to only post things on Instagram that fit in with my brand and to talk to you on this podcast only about content that is directly related to the thing that I am trying to sell you, being my operations consulting and my small business consulting. I could, you know, try to come up with this step-by-step system for how you you know, the formula for success and then try to package that and sell it to you and make all of my money that way. I could do those things and it would take the, it would take a grind and I would have to just force myself through it. But at the end of the day, I don't, I truly do not believe that the world needs any more of those people. And I'm not saying that if that's truly what you want to do in your heart, that you shouldn't do it. You should do it. Because guess what? If that's truly what you want in your heart, you're probably different than a lot of those people. Because you would be doing it because of the fact that that is deep inside of you and not as a formula for making money. But I think that she was so right when she said that nobody's really talking about things while they're in the thick of it and while they're struggling. And it reminded me of exactly why I'm doing this and the fact that I always used to say that and the fact that I need to talk about this shit um, even if it does not fit into my brand, even if it does not help me sell something. Because at the end of the day, if my role in helping people start their own businesses is to just inspire people to try it because look, I'm trying it and I'm not some overnight success. 
um, then that's my role and I'm happy with that. And so here I am. So as I said, I am going to talk about goals and I am going to talk about my planning for exactly what I did to plan to open my business and to set myself up to be in a position where I could open my business. But I want to preface all of that with everything that I just told you. And also to just say that, and maybe I'm insane because I am a business consultant and I help people with strategy and operations and goal setting in a lot of cases. And here I am telling you, like sometimes they're not that great, but I'm just gonna say it because it's, it, it is the truth. Um, your goals may be really, really helpful and they can be really helpful. And there's probably a way to approach them differently to make them helpful if you feel like they're driving you nuts. But they can also make you really lose sight of all of the other things of value that are around you in a given moment if you're only ever striving for those goals. So for me, that means that I have to set really realistic goals for myself. I do not push them because I will set goals of like what I think that I might be able to make if I really pushed myself. And then when I don't get there, I feel like I'm like a massive failure and that's not true. So I need to set very realistic goals I also need to look at them weekly. And then beyond that, I do not look at them because it can really start to have a negative effect on me. But I'm going to tell you about how I set them for myself and what my planning process looked like. So I knew that I would be leaving Buffalo and would have to find another job in February, I believe, February or March. And for a little while, I looked for other jobs and I looked at other full-time jobs and whatever. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? I think that this is kind of the, the opportunity for me that I really need to take to finally do this. And that's because there are some things that I know about me. One of them being that I value my freedom and my free time too much to work a full-time job and commit to building a business on the level that I need to commit to it in order to make both of them happen. If you can work a nine to five and then work on your business during your off hours, oh my God, do that because that is like so smart and such a good way to do it. And I wish that I would have just done that while I was working my nine to five, but I didn't. And I knew that if I approached it that way, I just wasn't going to kick my ass into gear. And the other thing is that I am very susceptible to the influence of the other people around me when I am in a nine to five job. So I go to my nine to five. Usually I would do pretty well. And then that, you know, performance and the fact that I felt like I was good at that and I was being recognized for it would distract me from the other things that I really wanted and would make me think, well, maybe this is what I should be doing. Maybe I should just stay in this nine to five. I did not trust myself and my own abilities enough as it was. So I needed that external uh, recognition in order to keep me feeling like I was capable. And so sometimes that would make me feel like the only thing that I was capable of was a traditional nine to five job. And so that was why I did not go back to that. And I decided to just go for it. So at that point, when I had decided that I was going to go for it, I had been working this nonprofit nine to five for long enough that I had kind of proven to myself that I was actually really good at the things that I thought I was good at. I left retail and I went and I worked at this 
organization. And I was recognized for being good at, you know, creating systems and the project management piece and just like my business acumen in general. And so I was like, you know what? Like I wasn't just good at this there. I'm actually just good at this period. And so I started talking about the idea of doing this to other people. And I kind of was telling them initially, and I wasn't telling, it's not like I was telling a story. It's not like this wasn't true. My plan all along was that I was going to do some freelance work as a virtual assistant. That was my plan. I was gonna go on sites like Upwork and you know, so like freelancer and like find just some stuff that I could just do from home working for myself because like I said, my goal was just to be, you know, self-employed at the time. And then I would sign up for like a dog walking thing like on Rover, which is what I ended up signing up for. And um, once I got enough experience running my own businesses, then I would move into consulting and helping people run their businesses. That was my plan. That has changed. It changed very quickly and we'll get there. So a few things about my life at that point when I made that decision. So up until that point, my husband had been a student. So we were in Buffalo while he was working on his PhD and he was making some money because he was funded as a student and he would get grant funding and that sort of thing. But I had to work full time in order to get the benefits and kind of have the steady income. Um, At the time that I decided to jump into self-employment, we were moving because of the fact that my husband got a job. So he was going to be making more money at this new job that he got than I had been making working full time. And so there was a cushion there and that was really really important to giving me the ability to do this. Not only was there some more income um, coming in on his end, but also I didn't have to worry about the benefits or anything like that. So that was a huge help. So I just say all of this to say that if you're in a situation where you do have to worry about, you know, benefits or um, you don't have another person in your home who can help you or you don't maybe you don't have the savings. I understand that I'm talking about this from a different situation and the fact that you're not willing to just like go and work full time for yourself without anything else um, is so understandable and I would probably not have done it either. A couple of other things to keep in mind. We were moving from a very low cost of living area in Buffalo to a very high cost of living area. New Orleans is expensive and our rent now is about a thousand dollars a month more than it was there. So like a lot of the cushion that we made up or a lot of the cushion that I had by him getting this new job was immediately eaten up by just cost of living expenses. So we were in a place where this was easier for me to make the leap, but his income was not going to cover all of our expenses. And the other thing is that we are really good savers. And so like, for example, like I started my 401k for my retirement, I think when I was like 22, like I, and both of us are like that. And so we have a savings that is there in case we need it. But as I mentioned in the last episode, both my husband and I are very, very cautious, risk averse, like planful people. So we are still not viewing that savings as something that we're just going to like live off of. Like that's not an option, but it is there. And so I'm just, I'm just bringing it up to tell you what my circumstance is to kind of inform that and, and make you 
aware of the fact that if you're not in the same boat, then you might not approach this the same way. So when I decided to go for it, I created a plan and I'm going to tell you exactly how I created this plan. So the very first thing that you need to do if you want to plan for something like this is you really need to understand your own personal budget and your own expenses. If you don't have one, um, my recommendation would be to use Mint. It's an app that allows you to really closely track all of your budgets. Um, you really need to know exactly how much money you're spending each month or each week and what you're spending it on because that is ultimately going to inform the entire rest of your plan. And you really need to be able to look at, you know, where can you maybe save some money to make up the money that you can't make right away? And then what expenses can you just not avoid? And like, you can just expect that they're always going to be that. If you've been tracking your income and you have a budget, then this is a lot easier and you can make a much more realistic plan for yourself. And, and I would really, if you think that you might ever want to be self-employed, I would definitely get into the habit of doing this right now because not only is it going to be the key to coming up with a smart plan for how to make the transition, but also it's just good to get into the habit of this for business as well. We sat down with her budget and figured out um, with his new income and all of our expenses, factoring in our new rent, and all of those unavoidable expenses. And then also things like, you know, we're even though we could save money by never going out to dinner again, are we really? So like things like that, factor that in as well. And figured out exactly how much money I needed to make in a year in order for us to maintain our current level of savings. So that was the first thing, was figuring out what my annual income needed to be in order for us to not start losing money or dipping into our savings. And by the way, that does not mean that we're not dipping into our savings at all. It just means that over the course of a year, we will not have lost money in our savings because the plan would be that you make more um, toward the end of the year or as your business starts to pick up so you can save more later. The second thing that I did was understand my runway. So we looked at how much money we had had saved and then how much we were comfortable dipping into that while I got started. And then with his, what his income was going to be, how long did I have to get my business to the point that it was generating enough money to continue to save at the rate that we were saving at before. So looking at what our savings was, and you know what that threshold was that we had for how much we were willing to dip into that and then figuring out like a time frame of okay by this time then i need to be making x number of dollars a month in order for us to not continue to dip into our savings and then from that i created a spreadsheet for myself which i have shown this on my instagram where i created income goals for myself for each week which gradually built up from zero all the way to that annual revenue goal for my first year in business. And I ended up actually extending that for five years and I created weekly income goals for myself, gradually building from zero all the way up to my five-year revenue goal. And that was how I set my goals. And, um, you know, I will say that I made my initial goals very, very realistic, meaning that I looked at like, if I get like 
one client for dog walking or something like that and like you know maybe like a few hours a week here or there for like virtual assistant work how much is that going to be like I started with very very little money because I knew that initially starting was going to be very low income if you're going to do this just make sure that you're being realistic because otherwise you're going to start and then realize that you are missing them right off the bat and it can be really discouraging or it can make you feel like it wasn't even worth it so then I had to come up with a strategy for how I was going to make the money at the time that I left my full-time job, I had one person who had told me that they were interested in working with me as soon as I was ready. And so I had one client lined up and I had a rough idea of what I would make from that working with that one person. So I factored that into my initial goals. And then, like I said, I plan on using sites like Upwork to find some virtual assistant work, get my feet wet. And then I also signed up for Rover as a dog walker. By the way, if any, if you are looking for a part-time kind of flexible option to make some extra money, I highly recommend using something like Rover. I actually am going to put a link for it in the show notes, which if you use to sign up as a sitter, you will get an additional $20 um, credit after you complete your first booking. You can also use it if you can also get the $20 credit um, if you just want to use it to find somebody to watch your dog or walk your dog. But it also supports the show. It is an affiliate link. So I'm going to put that down there. And I really would recommend it because the hourly rate for that is a lot better than what you would get at a normal part-time job. Like I charge $17 for a half hour walk. So they don't need to tell you that that is like way more than an hourly rate that you're going to get at a normal part-time job. So something to keep in mind. And that was my kind of part of my strategy for how to continue to make money. And like I said, that has actually been my most steady stream of income right now. So how did it go? Um, Not according to plan at all. So Rover's fantastic, as I mentioned, that is going well. But an entire line of revenue that I had planned on basically landed me nowhere. So the virtual assistant thing that I had planned on doing and doing using sites like Upwork and stuff to get work did not go the way that I had planned. So when I first started, I submitted a bunch of proposals. I had a bunch of interest in my profile and I got a bunch of interviews and it was great. And I was like on a high because I had all these people interested in working with me and it was awesome. And I realized that people were interested in me because I was charging a virtual assistant rate, but I was actually pitching myself as a consultant. So I would talk to people about issues they were having in their business. And they would say things like, um, like I can think of one person off the top of my head who I'm still working with, where he had an issue with his phone just ringing constantly and he needed someone to help him answer the phone. And my approach was like, I don't really want to answer the phone for you all the time. So I'm just going to come up with a system for you that just makes it so that you just get more of your time back. So you feel like you don't need someone to answer the phone for you. And that was what I did. And what I ended up doing is basically fucking myself over (laughs) because I was charging a virtual assistant rate to um, create a solution for people to eliminate the need for a virtual assistant. And I don't need to tell you that that takes much less time than just paying a virtual assistant for a year. So um, (laughs) that whole line of income with the virtual assistant stuff kind of got me nowhere because I ended up just transitioning into consulting because I realized that the only people who were interested in working with me wanted to work with me as a consultant. 
And so I was doing the consulting work because that's what I love to do and that's what I would rather do. But I was ending up in these relationships working with people at a virtual assistant rate and basically putting myself in a position where, for example, one of the systems that I ended up creating for this person that I was working with, which only took like a few weeks because it was very simple and spoiler alert, oftentimes like the solutions are really, really fucking simple. Um, And I'm not saying that you know, it's easy to get there. I just think that it takes a fresh set of eyes sometimes. And so like one of the solutions that I built with this client ended up saving their business like $20,000 a year in virtual assistant work. And I made like $400 off of it. So that was a mistake. Um, Lesson learned. And I was also selling my consulting services and then realizing that the idea of just doing the virtual assistant work was making me feel like crap and I dreaded it. And that was why I was selling the consulting stuff. And that was like a huge red flag to me. Like, just stop, stop with this virtual assistant shit. And the reason why I had thought I needed to do the virtual assistant stuff was I thought no one's ever going to look to me to help them run their online business if I don't have an online business. So I just need to have some sort of online business and then I can tell people how to run their business. And that was why I was trying to do the virtual assistant thing. I'm already experienced enough. Like (laughs) I was already an authority on how to create systems and processes in your business and how to better run your business. And I knew that now because I was interviewing for these virtual assistant jobs. And then people were like, yes, like come and do that for me, like trusting me as though I was a consultant. And it made me realize that I was good enough to just do it. And so the upside to all of this and all of these lessons that I learned was that, um, and the fact that nothing went to plan was that what I expected to take me probably six months being like transitioning out of virtual assistant work and into consulting happened almost immediately because I had the ability to recognize in myself that I was feeling really shitty about the virtual assistant stuff. And I just trusted that and just said like, I'm not doing it. I'm now a month in, I have been tracking my income weekly. And, you know, it has been really, really helpful. Um, I would say that it has been really important for me to be mindful of my goals. Um, And the biggest reason for that is that sometimes I have these moments of panic where I think like, holy shit, like I'm not making any money. I'm going to be, you know, this is a massive disaster. And like, what am I doing? And by the time that I realize that it's going to be too late. And then I can like literally look at the spreadsheet and be like, you planned for this and it's fine. So it's very important to have them. And I would highly recommend that you do it to make you feel a little bit more in control of the situation and to just give you the peace of mind that you are aware of what's going on and you have a strategy. And, you know, as long as you keep working, you're going to get there. And having these goals really can help you do that. Now, what I would say, and I've touched on this before, is that your goals are not a measure of your self-worth. And that is something that has been difficult for me to remind myself of. But I think that I have gotten to the point where I have realized that, at least with my goals that I have written down on paper. And so I think that that's a really important thing to bring into all of this if you are trying to come up with a plan to start your own business. Now, for 13 years, as I said, my goal was to be self-employed and I am doing that. And that was my ultimate goal. These smaller financial goals are just really like, am I going to be able to sustain it? But I think that keeping in mind that larger 
goal of working for myself is so important because what kind of happened is that I only allowed myself to celebrate that for probably like two weeks before I started beating myself up for not making enough money. And at the end of the day, I know that that is not the way that it works. I am still self-employed. I am doing the thing that I wanted to do. And I know that I deserve to be proud of myself for more than two weeks. And yet this entire past week, there I was beating myself up because I was focused on what was possible years down the line. And, um you know, the dream life, dream business, dream career, and feeling like a failure for not having already achieved those things, which I know do not come from two weeks of committed work. So all of that is to say that setting goals for yourself is important financially, but it is also to be important of what goals you are setting for yourself in your mind, maybe even subconsciously, and what goals you're setting for yourself that you are measuring yourself up against and maybe beating yourself up for and measuring yourself worth against because it can be harmful to both you and your business. And like I said, today was the first day that I've really been able to let go of that mentality. And it was probably the most successful day that I've had in my business so far. So if you found this helpful, please let me know. Come and follow me on Instagram. I am at Briggs Monahan, B-R-I-G-G-S-M-O-N-A-G-H-A-N. Um, if you enjoy the podcast and you want to leave me a review on iTunes, oh my gosh, that would be so awesome because I hear that that makes a big difference. I don't really know because I'm just kind of winging this whole thing, as I mentioned. Um, and, you know, send me a DM or go on my website, brooke-monahan.com, fill out a contact form or something and just let me know what you guys are thinking. Um, I really love to hear from people. And especially if you can relate to what I am saying on here, I really would love to know if this is helping you guys or, you know, how you guys are feeling about this stuff, because it is really scary to put yourself out there. And especially for me, I have a really hard time doing this most of the time. And um, it would make me feel amazing to know if this is helping you at all. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you on the next episode.